Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Check podcast. A little bit of housekeeping before we kick off. I need you to click the link at the top of the podcast you're about to listen to that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. Give us the 30 seconds it takes to join us and help keep this left-leaning progressive podcast keep going. It's a couple of quid to you, but it's lights on, bills paid, and mics on and helps conversations like the one you're about to listen to keep happening. We have no ads, we have no sponsors, we get no license fee money. We need you to help pay it forward and keep the podcast free for everyone. I say it all the time, it's the easiest bit of activism you can do on a monthly basis and you will get a ton of additional content, including podcasts with over 1,400 podcasts from our entire back catalogue in one consolidated feed and they're all plea free. So before you listen to my conversation with Afaf, and please listen, it is a really, really, really important conversation. Do me a huge favour and click that link one more time patreon.com forward slash tortoise i'm shutting up now enjoy the podcast hello and welcome to the echo chamber podcast my name is tony groves and i am back covering events in israel palestine uh, we have a fantastic interview coming up in the next few minutes with a young 21 year old english literature student in gaza afaf al najir it's the first time i've spoken to her and i think you will be taken aback by how how just clued in she is and how brilliant she is on the topic and the wider issues involved in Israel-Palestine and the conflict that is unfolding in front of our eyes. Uh, Before we get to it, I do want to say a couple of things that have been happening in the last kind of 24 hours. Obviously, we've been losing um, contact with people in Gaza because Israel shut off the electricity one of the things they've done is they've shut off the electricity and the generators are are using the the oil that they have to supply them and now we're facing a huge humanitarian crisis insofar as the hospitals can no longer function and they are said to be within a number of hours from being able from going dark this is collective punishment this is a war crime this should not be happening. It should not be allowed to happen. And members of the international community should not be saying that somehow one atrocity be, um, excuses another atrocity. And when I say an atrocity, absolutely, let's be un- unequivocal here. There's been a lot of talk about a story about what happened to children, to babies, and how they were treated following Hamas's Operation al Aska um, storm into into Israel. And I find the whole thing disgusting. Is it not bad enough that the children are dead? Do we need to have this trauma porn where we talk about, you know, who said what and how the circumstances of their deaths? These children are dead. It's absolutely cruel. Uh, I don't care about their race, religion, creed, anything. It's it's abhorrent and the fact that people are running around and trying to make some sort of point about it uh, and other people then on the flip side coming back and talking about what's fact-checked and what's not it's kind of gross I mean you know we hear a lot of a lot about social media being a cesspit international media has been a cesspit when it comes to this so we need to look at that and we need to wonder why stories are covered in such a way and we have to also look at the inherent biases that are coming out in in much of the narratives many of them are just to i'm going to say it you know to denigrate the muslim community in some ways and likewise when other people react often it's not just because they you know have a problem with um the israeli state with but if it's jew hatred well then i have no time for you israel is not the jewish people hamas are not the palestinian people 
we need an end to this conflict we need to lift the blockade and we need to save as many lives that are po as possible right now um i will try and continue to bring you updates as they go some of the reports i've been getting from within israel and palestine of the last 12 hours uh, i can't verify them so i don't want to share too much but i did hear awful awful um how do i put this uh, reports out of Kinest about how they want to use the water and electricity to bully the Palestinian people into releasing hostages. Now, I'm sorry, but the doctors and nurses that are helping people who are injured because of Israeli airstrikes are not hostage takers. That has to stop as well. Beyond that, I would ask you maybe to go to wearenotnumbers.org, have a look at their website, and absolutely, by all accounts, make sure you check out um, Afaf's social media accounts. She is on so she's on Twitter at at afafpal underscore, so afafpal underscore. So do give her a follow and check out her reports. She has been going around the local areas, the communities where she where she goes to university and where she actually has grown up and uh, given reports from the day. So please have a look at, at her social media. One final thing I want to note is the unbelievably sad news um, from Yara Alaga. Her, um, maybe you'd be familiar with her. She's a human rights activist. She's a social justice warrior, and she was a public affairs and and, and political comms researcher inside the Oireachtas. She'd be a familiar face to people in the Leinster House bubble. Uh, well known in looking for rights of Palestinians. Unfortunately and tragically, ten of her family were killed by an Israeli missile strike and uh there are still other people missing the youngest was only one so solidarity and love to yara if you're listening um it is a huge tragedy and we want to see the end of this killing please let's see the end of this killing i'm going to wrap it up now we can go over to the conversation i just finished with afafa in gaza please do listen hi folks um listen it's been a tumultuous few days it's been a tumultuous few years as people will know i think it's now coming into the 17th year of the blockade in gaza um and we've been covering this since this inception of the podcast and we've spoken to many many fascinating and wonderful people who've become our friends over the years and one of the organizations that we've spoken with um are a great organization called we are not numbers uh, and I would always suggest you always donate to We Are Not Numbers because, uh, you know, that's how we help get the stories out. But one of the volunteers at We Are Not Numbers is is, is a young lady. She's only 21, Afaf Al-Najjar, and she's, a, she's an English literature student in Gaza. And this is the first time on the podcast. Afaf, it's brilliant to see you. Thank you so much um, for taking the time. And thank you for actually finding the space because I know things are very difficult right now. First of all, listeners want to know, how are you and what's the situation like in Gaza this evening? Thank you, Tony, and thank you for having me. Um, it's 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 a pleasure to to always speak and talk about what's going on. Uh, obviously, uh, the situation is only getting worse. Uh, for the past four days, the the airstrikes and and the bombing hasn't stopped. Um, and there are more than uh, one thousand and um, fifty five murderers who were murdered by the Israeli airstrikes so far. Uh, at least 260 of which were children, 240 of which were women, 
Uh, there are more than uh, 5,500 uh, 5, injuries. And these were the, the, the people that um, the ambulances were able to get to. The firefighters and the hospitals are, t are still trying to reach people who are still under the rubbles. Uh, we've been getting phone calls. We've been sent texts by uh, friends and family telling us, hey, we're under the, the rubbles. We can't get to anyone. We can't call anyone. Please call someone to come get us. Uh, the, the hospitals, the, uh, the, the firefighters, they're working at full capacity and still they're unable to reach some of the people who are still under the rubbles. Uh, so the situation is very bad. And, and honestly, it is only getting worse. And when you say it's on, like, I mean, unfortunately, as I said at the outset, but before we came on air, we've been covering this for six years. You've lived it all of your life yes. now. Um, yeah, there's an unfortunate phrase where people in Gaza tend to refer to themselves not as 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 21 year old. I thought you would say I am X number of wars old. Um, um, and when you say one, some of the quotes I've seen, they've people who I know and 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 have seen report over the number of years, they've called this the worst uh, that they've seen. Is that a fair assessment that this is the worst um, bombardment of Gaza that in your lifetime? Yes. Um, in in 2014, maybe 2014 was supposed to be the worst one that's ever hit the, the Gaza Strip. Uh, at that time, I was actually out of the country. I was in Malaysia. My mom was alone in, in Gaza, uh, whilst my, the rest of my family was in Malaysia or were in Malaysia. Um, and I've seen pictures and I've heard stories and I've had family members who lived that massacre. I can 100% tell you this is way worse. This is not merely an, an attack anymore. Um, these are, I'm, I'm hearing gunboats right yeah. now. I'm, I'm very close to the beach. I'm like literally in front of the beach. So, and so that's yeah. why I had to pause. No, no. Uh, and, but, and, and we've had this before. So are you safe, first of all, to, to continue before we do? Yeah, yeah, we can continue. Don't worry. Um, I can't tell you we're safe. No, no, no I, I, we're I, safe. I, 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 Obviously, here we go. It's always a dumb. I, I say it all the time. Stay safe, and everybody tells me, Tony, they'll be such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I understand that people, people, obviously, they can't say anything but be safe. We're trying to stay safe, but but as I told you, there is no uh, safe place in the Gaza Strip. So I was, as I was saying, this is this is not an attack anymore. This is genocide. They're ethnically cleansing the Palestinian people, the indigenous people of the of Palestine. Um, they have said, uh, they have said that Netanyahu specifically has said, uh, the Palestinians in Gaza leave the Gaza Strip because we're going to wipe it out. And then they bombed the only crossing border between Gaza and Egypt. So, so he knows they know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to wipe us off the map. They've said this multiple times they've said that they're dealing with human animals they said that they don't care about the accuracy of their targets they only care about the destruction so when they go uh, around saying we're only bombing for example military areas they're lying they clearly said we don't care about accuracy we just want to bomb for destruction uh so this is this is one of the worst wars so far uh, uh, it's uh, wiping uh, out entire families uh, uh, absolutely yeah. i don't know um uh, someone we know dearly in Dublin, her she lost ten members of her family um, in in Gaza last night, 
and uh, she she was been working with a friend, a good dear friend of mine in the Europe in the Irish Parliament, and you know her family has been effectively decimated in one strike. But you know when you say things like genocide, those words are very evocative because people think, well. The, the Israel has the right to defend itself. Israel has the right to 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 push back. Oh, yeah, and, right. Uh, can I ask you about the though we have so because obviously in the historical context, history did not start on Saturday. Okay, this did not definitely, start definitely. Yes, yeah. But but what we have seen is is world leaders, the international community, look at the events of Saturday and say that that almost justifies what is happening right now to you and your your brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, friends, and family. Okay, um, as you said, history did not start since last Saturday. Um, everyone is saying that this is an unprovoked attack, attack by the Palestinian resistance fighters. Obviously, it's not. We all know it's not. Any sane person knows it's not. Uh, this is merely a response to the years and decades of occupation and oppression and assaults and siege on the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip itself has been besieged for 17 years. And it ha- it's one of the most uh, densely populated places uh, on the planet. You're talking about a very small area that has more than 2.2 million people, uh, most of which are, by the way, under the age of 30, most of which are youth. Um, so so I, I don't understand the whole concept of Oh, Hamas started this, or the Palestinians started this, or well, it was unprovoked. Well, I, no. I, I, I'm not. I, I fully accept. Of course, it wasn't pro- unprovoked. It's been currently. It's this is decolonization. Like I live in Ireland. I we are no. We're aware of colonialism, of an imperialism, and living in a post-conflict society. But you're not in a post-conflict. So you're in a current conflict society. And there is no excuse, by the way, for some of the things that we that were seen, some of the scenes that we've seen that have happened. But that doesn't mean that we can't be factual and correct and truthful in our analysis of it. Um, Afafa. And I'm asking you as someone who you're a young lady, you're obviously very educated, you're very erudite. I'm really, you know, you're a really good speaker. The Palestinian people must feel like, you know, can we? How do we? How do we shape the conversation where people are going to actually say, "Well, you know, this does not have to happen. Let's imp- let's apply international law." As opposed, yes, to- please, please apply international law. Please, the international law clearly says that the Palestinians have the right to return. The, the Palestinian refugees that were kicked and displaced out of uh, out of Palestine in 1948 by the international law, they have the right to return. By the international law, Israel does not have as much of the the Palestinian ground as it does now. They don't want to implement the international law, Tony, because it it doesn't come in their favor. They don't want it. They keep talking, oh, we want peace. They don't want peace. They say that they want peace because they want to clean their names in front of in front of their people and front of the international community. Do you do you want peace? Of course, I want peace, but not under these conditions. I want peace, but not under a, a, an apartheid state. I want peace, but not under uh, the daily oppression and the daily assaults. Yes, of course, I want peace. Everyone wants peace. Right. Everyone I, wants peace, but, but, but they don't. Yeah, and and to see, this is where the, the the problem, and it's not. See, it's not intractable. People take like to say it's an intractable that can't be solved. Of course, it can be solved in terms of it. It just takes time, and it takes willingness because. This idea then that, um, you know, I, I believe Hamas did previously have, you know, one of their state mission statements was the 
eradication of Israel from the maps. Um, and I, I think that had to be removed, you know, as they were trying to move along. But ultimately, have you? I, I'm going to ask you a really simple question, and I know the answer already. Have you ever gotten to vote? Again? Have you ever gotten to vote in, a, in an election? No, I was too young. <laughs> yeah, and this, I was is my, young. this is my point. But you're not, but like you're, this people, you have been, you're 21 years of age. There has not been an election in Gaza since 2006. There has not been, um, the Palestinian Authority itself has become, you know, corrupt and decrepit and it's not it's not delivered for the Palestinian people. Hamas have obviously, you know, um become a militant force that is that you know and, and there is a proxy war. But the problem with it being a proxy war is people like you and your friends and family and all are the people who suffer. Um is there any talk, by the way, have you heard and thank you know of of any sort of pause before a negotiations or do you think and here's the big question Israel are going to actually invade. They're going to. There will be an incursion soon. Okay, uh, so there there were a couple of different points that yeah, I know. Good cover. That, yeah, yeah, that you spoke about. Um, first of all, when it comes to talking about Hamas, Hamas is a political party, just like many political parties within the Palestinian uh, the Palestinian uh, atmosphere. There are many. It's not only Hamas. Um, Hamas is just like uh, the 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 throne in in the the throats of uh, of the Israeli occupation because they fight back. Uh, by the way, the the Aqsa flood operation was not carried out by Hamas only; it was carried out by different political parties uh, and and uh, but, but they are, resistance but, but they are they are a mil- militant group as well. Like they're not just a political party. Like political parties. Yes, in- yes, they do have a wing which is called Al Qassam Bridges. That is mm-hmm. their uh, militant militant group. Um, but in my like, opinion, I, 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 th- th- those. Yeah. Those children are dead and they're not coming back, and it's a terrible thing that's happened. And we have, yes. we have to yes. be very clear on this. Like, you know, I, don't, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to see anybody dead. Absolutely, please trust me. Trust me, Tony. I don't even want to see Zionists dead. I don't want to see them. I don't want anybody to die. We don't want anybody to die. We just want to live a respectful life. We want to live a life where. Our human rights are given to us. I can't travel, Tony. If I want to travel, I have to wait to wait for three months to, well, to be I, able to leave. Did you know you just summed it up there when you said our human rights are given to us? They shouldn't be given. Human rights should be just universal. But yes, yes. So we're fighting for something that that is. It's a right. It's a right. The the, the name itself explains it. It's a right. It's something that every single human being around the world should have, and we don't. And we're not going to have it if, if this continues. I'll, I'll tell you something, Tony. I'm very sad for my people. I'm very sad for the losses that we that we see. And I can't deny that when I see videos of the families of, of, of Israelis, I feel bad for them for, for tiny minutes. And then I remember everything that they're doing to us. I don't want anyone in the world to be hurting. I don't want anyone in the world to die. No one. I have Jew friends. I have I have friends who are Jewish, and they're against apartheid and they're against colonialism because what's happening in Palestine at the moment is apartheid and colonialism. Hamas is merely resisting. Other parties or other uh, Palestinian resistance groups are merely resisting what is happening to us and what has been happening for decades now. 
But why then is the, and I'm, this is, I know the answer to this already, is that the collective punishment seems to be that, well, this is, has to be, all Palestinians in Gaza have to now suffer for this. And there seems to be acceptance in the US and the UK and, the, you know, the EU put Israeli flags up on, on buildings in Brussels. And they, they you know, to, to give my government some credit, and I'm often very critical of my government, there was talk of pulling funding to the Palestinian um uh, to the, the Ireland government the yeah. the Ireland government um for a very long time they've been great supporters of the Palestinian cause. I have friends who are Palestinians who have the the, the Irish nationality. They were born in in Ireland and we have many friends from from Ireland who have also showed huge support for as long as I can remember. But I'll tell you this Joe Biden himself went and said if Israel was not there, we would create an Israel because it does support, um, you know, their position in um, in the Middle East. It supports their missions in the Middle East. So why is the Western media and the Western world and all the lead, the big leaders uh, okay with everything that Israel is doing? Because it's their creation. It's their little baby. It's their little Israel is their little baby. They want Israel to grow and they want Israel to de- to do more. They're even they're even sending weapons to Israel to to continue with the genocide that it's doing to the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, I, I it's there's a there's a horrible there's a horrible um, timing device happening currently in U.S. politics, whereby with the loss of the Speaker Kevin McCarthy, they need to replace Kevin McCarthy so they can pass bills that will allow them to bring in more weapons for Israel and re and restock the Iron Dome um, missile defense thing. In terms of right now, we're I know we're looking now to have a connection. We're looking to have the electricity and the Wi-Fi. You have been out and about. You've seen what's happened to the university. You've seen what's happened to some of the things. I'd rather you didn't. I'd rather you stayed safe. But you've 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 done <laughs> these things. Um, can you give me a sense of the the how close we are to a collapse in terms of the infrastructure for us to, that will make it difficult for us to even have. Oh, it's collapsed already. It's collapsed already. Many cities, the infrastructure is destroyed. And by the way, we. Even though uh, the, the Palestinians in Gaza rehabilitate the Gaza Strip after every war, the amount of destruction that happens rapidly, it no matter how much we tried, it causes the infrastructure to stay weak because it didn't, it destroyed all through the, the, the year. And every single month, there is something uh, that we have to, to fix or to rebuild. Uh, this time, from from scenes that I've, I, I've seen, I went to... Uh, I went to Al Karama neighborhood um, just a few hours ago. Uh, honestly, I couldn't hold back my tears when I saw everything that that had happened there. It looks nothing like what I know. It, it's a ghost town. People are are sitting, crying, looking at their homes with the with their stuff and their kids in the streets. The, the my my university. I swear to God, the first day of university, I went. I was about to fly from happiness because I was so happy that I'm done with school. I'm so excited to start this new chapter. I've had so many laughs with my with my friends in the university. Um, and I've achieved a lot of things there. To see the university right now, after it's been destroyed, I don't recognize it. I don't recognize the streets. I don't recognize the street of my own home, which I had to evacuate from. So how is the infrastructure that infrastructure has been destroyed a very long time ago and and the one they fixed has been destroyed also since the first day because no matter how much for example let's let's compare the powers right 
the, the power of the, the Palestinian uh, resistance. There's no, there's no balance here. There's no balance. Exactly. Exactly. Not, we, we don't need to have that conversation. I mean, one is a, one is a a global military superpower, and one are are people in who have been occupied for for as you said, nearly sev- coming on seventeen years now. But yes. Excuse me now, um, but I'm, I'm really struggling with this because I'm finding it difficult because I, I want to um, try and give people a sense of the idea then whereby we're sitting by and watching war crimes happen, whereby, you know, so under the Geneva Convention, the the people, the participants in, in a war are tasked with making sure that hospitals remain open. Mm. We know that the hospitals are collapsing in Gaza and yes. that the Israeli government, the current Israeli government, including the minister for, for defense, who is a maniac. I'm sorry. He's just a maniac. This is the guy who said human animals. He is talking about, you know, let them let that go on the basis that we'll we'll maybe turn back on the electricity if they give us back our hostages, they give us back our people. Um, this is like the doctors and nurses aren't um hostage takers they didn't they didn't do this and nor did the people who need the treatment so so if, if, if i could ask you like if you were to send a message to people listening across ireland and, and, in, and across across the eu where people listen to this bloody podcast for some reason i don't know why <laughs> but when even though they do what would be your message of like you know to to, to say in like a minute and a half to say look this is what this this is what we need, this is what we want, and this has to stop. Okay. So first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for the fact that um, you're, you're giving uh, the Palestinian people a voice. Um, it's a big responsibility to for me to be the one talking uh, on behalf of my people. Uh, again, I'm talking on behalf of my friends, I'm talking on behalf of my, my family, I'm talking on behalf of the Palestinians, the, the civilians. Uh, what has been happening in Palestine not only now, but for as long as the occupation has existed, it's genocide, it's ethnic cleansing. Uh, what has been happening is apartheid against the Palestinians, against the indigenous people of Palestine. Uh, we don't want war. We don't want destruction. We're tired. I swear to God, I can barely sleep. My, I, my, my whole body shakes every single hour of the day. I, I just can't control my hands from shaking anymore. Um, each time there is something, there is a bombing in a different city. I, I hold my phone trying to think of all the people I know in that city to, to contact them and make sure that they're okay. Um, what I would say is, please educate yourself. There are so many people who have fallen victims to the, the Israeli propaganda. There are so many people who are deceived by, by, by the Western media. Please listen to the stories from the people who have lived them. Don't listen to the stories from from uh, the perspective of a man who finishes his uh, his talk on on a channel on a, an, a Western channel and then goes back to to go to a spa with his wife. Listen to the stories from the people who led them. We are the only ones who have the right to talk about Palestine because we know what it's like and we've lived it. We can't just keep turning a blind eye and a deaf ear to everything that's happening. Uh, and practice against the Palestinian people in, in Gaza, the West Bank, and Jerusalem. The torture of the prisoners, um, the, 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 the beating of children, the, the, the imprisonment of children to begin with, everything that's, that's happening or used to happen and still are happening 
are reasons enough for people who have lived under the siege, for people who have lived under uh, this humiliation to explode with anger and rage, trying to get back their country and trying to get back their, their rights. So please, read more, understand, educate yourself, read about history, because these things alone will show you that what hap what's happening is not a conflict, it's a Palestinian struggle. What's happening is not two powers who are equal trying to fight for a land. It's people who have been displaced. It's people who have been turned into refugees, merely trying to get back to their places and to their hometowns. Um, and, and please, don't ever stop supporting the Palestinian cause. Don't ever be afraid of showing uh, your support to Palestinians. This is the least that people could do for us right now. Um, because at a, at some point, Tony, I'm going to lose electricity and I'm going to mm. lose Wi-Fi, just like many of my friends who used to report and used to talk about what's happening have lost. Um, so once we do lose, lose all of this, we need to know that there are people outside who are talking and who are making noise about what's going on. Uh, people who are going um, who are going out, people who are uh, holding their governments uh, responsible for everything and pressuring their governments to do something to end this. We do want peace. We don't want any more massacres. We don't any we don't want any more deaths, but we want peace under actually humane conditions, under our conditions and not theirs. We want peace that actually abides by the international law. If that is to be done, I think the Palestinians will be satisfied. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me this evening. I'm aware that your your electricity is limited. I won't take up any more of your time. Um, I am going to pointlessly ask you to try and keep safe as best you can yet again. Um, and I really, really urge people who are listening that if you're not impacted by that, then you are heartless. And if you are impacted by it, please let your your politicians know, let other people know too that that, that is their responsibility to speak out because yes pretty soon pretty soon pa uh, palestine gaza may be voiceless because we cannot get voices in and out i am struggling all day to get connections with people who i know in the area and it is very very concerning so please use your your voice to advocate we need to stop the killing and we absolutely i mean it should not be as Afafa said, um, shouldn't have to ask for human rights. They're supposed to be universal, folks. We'll leave it there for this evening. I hope to speak to you soon, Afafa. Thank you again, and please uh, give your best to our fam, your friends and family, and let's and let's see you if uh, we can get this uh, this awful, awful situation to de-escalate as quickly as possible. Talk to you soon, folks. Take care. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony. Speaking to interesting people only, it's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe!